Welcome to the Wrestling Informer Show, everybody. I'm Cat Manning. I am from the Lingus Mafia podcast. I also do that Wrestlingus show on my feed. Just go look for Lingus Mafia. You will find all of my nonsense and be entered to win things when you go to patreon.com slash lingusmafia. I'm along with the guy who told you about AJ Styles. I don't know. How many months ago or weeks was that, Billy, until uh, they decided to all go, hey, guess what? Uh, AJ's re-signed. It's unbelievable. You really are just, I think you're ignored by them. And they all get together and go, let's just not, let's just not acknowledge, <laughs> acknowledge me that uh, Billy is doing these stories and uh, drive him out of his effing mind. So that's Billy Body. Yeah. Oh, you missed Undertaker too, by the way. Well, this is the latest though for this week week. because you did under. We're already past that story. That's how bad that is. That the Undertaker thing already is old news for you because that was the prior week, and now it's AJ Styles. Did we talk about Undertaker last week? We didn't talk about it last week, though, did we? Yes, because yes, we did. We did talk about that because uh, there was comments saying, "Oh, I didn't need you to know that the Undertaker was going in." it's always this, but you know, so they didn't need you to know that uh, AJ Styles was going to stay there after all, I guess either. But, um, you know, the people that listen to this show though, and that are into it are into it and they know what's up. They know you're given the information that's right. And first, so those are the people we play to the ones that come here and enjoy the show. And this is the thing. I don't, I've never really cared about people turning around and going, you're right because I want to be right because my main income comes from being right about something else which is more important which is sports playing which has a financial gain for me and for the other people around it, it's it's a very much it's very much a it's very much a quick it's it, it's very much a results based industry where if you deliver results you will get money and people will pay you more and more for it it's, it's not like this, where it's not results-based at all. It's a case of who who is who is favoured by what media platform, etc. So with this, is very different. It's not for me. It's not a case of oh, I'm keeping score for the reason because I'm because I'm keeping score because I want to be the best at this. Because even if I was, and I, and I am, the, the the financial rewards are not there. There's already a guy who's been around since the '80s who's cleaning up from this yeah. and is perceived to be the best when he's very, very low down and may potentially even be the worst uh, because he never gets anything right. In fact, I do stories which are picking apart his stories. And the thing is, the main the, the main thing I get pissed off about, the main reason I do this is to turn around and say, those people are wrong. Like, you don't have to like me. You don't have to like you know, sign up to my site or anything like that. You, you don't have to give me a, a penny. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't bother me. Like you don't, you don't also have to turn around and go, Oh, Hey, you're number one. But the, the circle of it is by me being number one and being right about the most things, it means that they are not. And I genuinely dislike all of these people. And the whole point of doing this is to turn around and say, Hey, the whole wrestling media circus is a joke. They don't know anything. Let me give you like an example, like rather than because this this is getting a bit muddy. So when you look at a guy like Brad Shepard, and you look at this guy called uh, 
what's his name? McCarthy something McCarthy. Um, hold on a second. Alex McCarthy, I think his name is. One second, let me just get his name right. Yeah, I don't follow any of them, so I I barely know uh, yeah, well, Meltzer he's, he's... and Marvez. Those are the two I know. I think. I think his name's Alex McCarthy, WWE. There we go. Yeah, his name is Alex McCarthy. He's verified. So I know that I know that of course of time there's been these like various guys um, who 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 are from the UK or from certain towns in the US that end up working for these dirt sheets and whatnot. And they end up getting credited and cited or whatever, especially this Alex McCarthy. I want you to think about this for a second. What is their path to news? Even if you go above these, but let's start right down the bottom. It's Alex McCarthy is a guy that lives up north in England, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was another guy previously, the prior to him, that lived in Blackpool, which is a shithole. But this guy, Alex McCarthy, I don't know where he lives, but, but he, he doesn't live in London, he's not involved in the mainstream media. Um, he's not been involved in the wrestling business. So when Alex McCarthy comes on to his platform and breaks a story, why do you think, or how do you think Alex McCarthy has a story? Same thing when you're talking about Brad Shithead, who who is very, very much discredited, but he has a popular he 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 has he's popular with his following there's he has a following of people that are brainwashed by by brad shepherd now why would anybody in the wwe talk to brad shepherd then if you go a lot higher up and you go to the other side of the things and you look at dave Meltzer, why would you talk to dave Meltzer? now he's a lot bigger than alex mccarthy he's a lot bigger than brad shepherd he genuinely has contacts in wrestling but if you're working for WWE and you're involved in a storyline, which is big for you, or you know you know of friends and or whoever are involved in storylines, why are you talking to Dave Meltzer? It's the number one thing that would get you blacklisted from a regular income, an easy income um, from continue, from just sh- turning up and doing something that you want to do. You wouldn't speak to Dave. And with Brad Shepard and Alex McCarthy, there's no route to you. There's no they've got no contacts in the wrestling business. So how do they how do they do things? How do they get things? I can speak for Mike Johnson and I can speak for Sean Ross Sapp, and I can tell you that they have communications with the WWE WWE PR departments. And in order to all stay on side, they end up getting leaks and things that WWE are willing for them are willing to let them know such as things like Cesaro leaving today, or Cesaro being, uh, or not re-signing a contract. It's not a release. Um, his contract ran out, so it means that he can go wherever he wants to. No so 90 th- th- days That's how these guys, that's how... No. So that's how Johnson and Sap operate. Meltzer's still on the, oh, I heard this, I heard this, I heard that, I heard this kind of thing, uh, which which isn't working out. And then you have these other guys, these little shitty, shitty dirt sheets, and these websites you got Raj Geary on Wrestling Inc. Um, you've got Steve Carrier on Ringside News. Look, who the hell is going to talk to these guys? Like, what is their contact with wrestlers? What is their contact with the wrestling business? What is their contacts with marketing, bookers, writers? Nothing. I've come on this show and I've told you quite openly, without naming names, and, and, I, and I think that 
the identity of people is is very protected, even by giving out information, by saying that, look, there's loads of people involved. There's people involved in production. There's people involved in marketing. They are the people that used to manage me when I came out of Big Brother. And I've made and maintained communication with these people via me uh, moving into the, the porn industry where I allowed people to come on and be on set, have days on sets. Um, I had people uh, come to my club nights for years and years and years. Um, and now, obviously, through sports betting, I, you know, people hit me up for what should I bet on here? What should I bet on with this? What should I bet on with that? You know, not, not everybody has to go via lock betting to get betting picks from me. Like if you're if you're my friend, like if you're you know, Disco Conan, Cav, whoever, if you text, drop me a text and say who am I betting this week, I'll tell you. And that's that's the relationship I have with these guys. I'll, you know, unfortunately, you guys wish to be friends. Like if you want to get access to me, you need to pay for it. But this here, this right here, is free. And what it is is it comes from a source which is me, who has accumulated years and years of contacts without even trying. Quite honestly, I don't give a shit about wrestling news. Like, if anything, like, finding out this stuff at this point ruins anything that may be coming up ahead, such as Steve Austin coming back or um, main events at WrestleMania's Royal Rumble winners, etc. It's not a good enough product for me to enjoy now whilst knowing everything that's going to happen. But the fact is, is that when you're able to do that, you're able to come onto like platforms with loads of followers uh, and loads of an audience and promote your, your betting content of which there is actual money. Like, you know, if I end up, if five people watching this video sign up to lock betting this month, for me, that's a lot of money. That's like, you know, nearly $700 I can earn every time I come on and do a, a video. So it's not about turning you guys over to the wrestling content because one wrestling subscriber is, uh, sorry, 24 wrestling subscribers are worth one betting client, right? I said that so many times. One guy signing up for Wrestling Info is worth, sorry, I did it wrong again. One guy signing up for betting, betting Info is worth 24 guys turning up, signing up for Wrestling Info, right? And the crazy thing is, is that when the wrestling guys sign up, they expect so much stuff for five bucks. They expect so much content when it's like, look, I'll do news when there's news. And obviously, this is a slow news week because we're filling out the first 10 minutes with this explanation. But to, 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 to stop Yeah, if you guys are waiting really, for news, really keep waiting. <laughs> yeah, to stop this being really super long-winded, I just want to like ask you the question, why do you think these other people have any news? When you see, oh, this guy said this or this website said that, like, WrestlingSource.com or or wrestling ring, ringside news or no DQ in this bullshit site and that bullshit site. Who's talking to them? Like who in the wrestling company is talking to them? Who in marketing is talking to them? I've had direct access with people from marketing because they marketed me, right? Yeah. I signed up for the same PR agency. Big Brother was run by the same PR, PR agency as as WWE. That's a route into the door. I've I've had permanent free permanent uh, permanently had free house show tickets all my life since since i did big brother to to go and watch the wwe that's come through that relationship then you build on that with the um you know with the with the clubbing and and all of that which i obviously um through that i i did i did i sorted things out for wwe guys 
when they weren't in my town, so I live in London, if the WWE guys were in Brighton, Manchester, Liverpool, wherever, I know a guy there. Like, I know um, promoters from student nights from when I crossed over to student nights for a while, yep. And, and through my brother who works at MTV, I know everybody in every city and I can contact them and say, hey, WWE guys are going in. I don't even need to know, like, the, the guy, like, the, that I knew at the time. So that a guy can leave but that guy will know the next guy or he'll know the club owner or whatever. Do you get my point? Like yeah. there, there was always a, there was always a, a way in and I've talked about it like a lot, which I don't have to do. I can just come on here, give you the right news and do it. But that's not my, my agenda isn't to be right. And my agenda sure as fucking hell isn't to be liked. I don't give a shit if you like me or not. Like, in fact, like you, you want to be acknowledged I that you get the right do. story all the time first. But yes, I do. But that's not to be acknowledged as me because I want to be the name and the face of the news. Like there's going to be a big reward for that. The income in wrestling is shit, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're Dave Meltzer who has everything like tied up with his website and has that historical archive content. Then, then it's worthwhile. But for all these other guys, for I don't understand why so many people try to do this. I don't understand why Brad Shithead is sitting on his Twitter account working his dick off trying to be controversial to, to get people to follow him for wrestling news. There's no money in it, dude. Like, there's nothing in it. There's only money in it if you can sidebar people onto other stuff that you do. And for me, as I said, the whole agenda is is to look at these guys and go, Hey, you do this for a living. You're a social justice warrior. You're Miss, you're you're Mr. Goody Two Shoes, and you've got all of the contacts and you get all of the interviews with WWE, but you still can't get the news. I want to discredit Sap. I want to discredit Dave. I want to discredit Ryan Satin. I want to discredit Brad Shepard because I don't like these people. I don't like the wrestling news media, and why don't I like them? Because they are the reason that this product that me and Cav watched and that everybody else here watched for so many years, they are the reason it's so shit. While these snowflake morons are the voices of the product, they are the voices of you, but they are not your voice. They are their own, they are their own voices and they have been given the platform because snowflakery and social justice warriors are at the top of this industry dictating what you want to see. And they'll have you believe that AJ Styles not signing for AEW has robbed you of watching Omega and Styles, which is the greatest thing that you should have seen. That's fucking bullshit. Because Steve Austin, Steve Austin coming out of retirement at fucking near 60, right, is more interesting to me and the mainstream, and children who can hear from their dads and say, hey, this is Steve Austin. Hey, for Mike, this is the guy that you've been named after. Um, this is what he two, used two to Two friends do. of mine na watching, both named like, their child after Steve Austin. <laughs> right, but, but watching, going back and watching um, 15 minutes, a 15-minute like showreel of what Steve Austin did is going to be more interesting and more likely to bring in new fans and more likely to invigorate like old fans than AJ Styles signing for AEW and wrestling against Kenny Omega and 
whatever the whatever the pay per view they put whatever pay per view they had put that on, I guarantee you it would barely spike the number. But the fact is, is that these guys, these old men, these bold men, these fat men, these virgins, these Kellers, Meltzers, Satins, shitheads, whatever, they all have you believe that this is what everybody wants to see. And they believe and they'll make you believe this is what you want to see. And this is what and this is this is the voices that are out there speaking out on behalf of the wrestling news media. And what has happened, what has happened to the ratings and the general viewership of wrestling and the quality of wrestling ever since these guys gained a bigger bigger amount of prominence in the industry. So to piggyback on what's happened? To- I, it's a, I'm, not, I'm asking you. The I'm not. It's not. It's not rhetorical. I want. I wanted your response. What's happened since everybody started listening to Dave and Staten and all these guys? And since all since we now know all their names because we used to only know Dave, right? Yeah. Now we know every one of these idiots' names. What has happened to the industry? Well, the the product has gone. I don't know if it would really have to do with them reporting what is supposedly going to happen. That the product is horrible now. I mean, what do you think Vince goes? Uh, they know what's going to happen. Let's change it to something shitty. No, and it's not not something shitty. But the fact is, is that these these are these are the people who are who are critiquing your product. Your your you know when you listen to people like uh, John Pollock and Waiting on the on post wrestling, like they are very very much like critical of anything that they do. These are guys that do podcasts where. They read out. They read out what happens on the match, minute by minute. What what minute the match finished in? They, they are the antithesis of the podcast that we didn't want to be. Yeah. But now all of the all of these guys over the last five years have have ended up having like phenomenal growth because whilst the audience has dwindled, the audience that remained is the audience that already listened to these guys. So now what the WWE have is they have like an audience that's left that have always listened to this podcast or that podcast. Or, I mean, when I, when I started listening to, to shows, when I first had a podcast, I only listened to Dan, Dan, the cannon and, um, and the steel and the steel cage. And, and then I ended up on the, on the steel cage from meeting them like that. That was it. There wasn't like loads, but now I don't know if, I don't know if it's, I don't know if the peak has gone because there was a point where, about two, three years ago, there were so many wrestling yeah. podcasts. And if you listen to them, they're all fucking same. Smart wrestling fan. We're offended by everything. Well, that's why um, mine's completely Brian different. Sa- but we're the, we're the minority now. And the thing is, is that when the news, when the, when this news is broken through the minority, and this is the thing, right? This is, this is, this is why it's so important. Like, and this is why I don't give a shit about about me particularly being right on whatnot rather than knowing that there's somebody out there who's not one of them who is getting the news and has more information in because what they every in, in every in every one of these sources that come out even even now with post wrestling with John Pollock and waiting they're, 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 they begin things the hook at the beginning is for them to say oh hey we got a bit of news Ryan Satin, I got a bit of news Sean Ross Sapp, I got a bit of news. Dave Meltzer, hey, I got a bit of news. John, John Pollock, I've got a bit of news. They hook you in by all saying, we've all got a bit of news. 
And once you're hooked in, then they start suffocating you with their with their opinions. So they under, every, all of these guys, they share the vast majority of the audience. And once you, everybody gets hooked in by, by news and, and inside information because they're all marks. And then once you're there, you end up being suffocated by their opinions. They're the ones that want Omega and Styles. They're the ones that are going, oh, it's such a shame that AJ stayed there. Imagine the matches he could have had. Well, AEW signed everybody. And, and, how, and how hard are you getting for the matches that you're seeing right now? Because I couldn't give a shit about anything that's happening at the next Revolution pay-per-view. Like, even even Brian and Ambrose, or uh, Brian and Mossley is a rehash of something I've already seen. But these, this is the company that is signing everybody to give you your fantasy matches. Who is that? Who is the you? Who's fantasizing about this, Kev? Like, who is it? Like... I don't know. It's the it's the indie darling thing. I know that. That's for sure. And I saw you were saying about the crowd being a bit dead yesterday. That th- that show was a bit off. It seemed to me too. There was just it was just there. Um, the only thing very interesting is the whole MJF Punk saga because they they go a long time with it. Now it was a twist thrown in, and MJF is trying to get his Academy Award by crying and all that kind of stuff. But what's that? What? What? what, what, what where's that going? He's just going to tell. He's just going to be lying about it. Oh right? sure. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, did you see? He actually but, like he's telling the truth about these things. But it's just going to be that he's a bad guy anyway. You know, one of those. But at least there, it's more effort than we're getting from things that happen in WWE for the most part, except for like main event stuff. And when we were talking about like with Austin showing up, right, that he's going to be the Mania match for Owens. Do you think or do you know anything about that we're going to get Austin on Raw for a few weeks before Mania happens? Because we're running out of time. There's not many weeks left. So is there going to be this or is it just going to be right beforehand, maybe two weeks we get Austin and signs a contract? I, I, I'm not 100% that you get him at all because I think that would mean that you mm. see him before, before us, and that 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 wouldn't be the way I would do. I, I I think the raw rating is important, especially coming into Mania season, especially coming off the fact that um, you know you had those sci-fi numbers at 1.6 or whatever they were. So you do want to get Mania in that in that two million region, and you should be able to do that with or without Stone Cold Steve Austin because Brock. Brock Lesnar has like dual access. You obviously have other matches to build up. Um, I'm not particularly interested in Becky and Bianca again. I feel like Raw actually needs a, a partner on it. Uh, at the moment, the main thing you have penciled in is Edge and AJ Styles, which is, uh, and then obviously the Steve Austin thing. But I, I feel like that will be, I, and I don't know this, but I feel that could be done with Vince McMahon saying, oh, you want a match so bad? Well, I've found somebody that will wrestle you, Steve Stunt or Steve Austin, whatever. Hmm. Um, because I think if you, I think you lose, I do think you lose something from Mania if you have Austin coming out and, and making any physical contact with Owens beforehand. Um, I think you ruin that pop and that moment and everything. So I think you end up saving that. But the reason that I had that even on our notes this week was because I saw loads of people on Twitter, and this is the thing, they immediately jumped to conclusions. Um, 
it was quickly it was they were quickly turning around and going, Oh, Owens is in a tag match now, Owens is in his Owens is going for the tag titles, the, the Austin thing must be off. Well, they've got so much time to like kill off. Like if you look from now to WrestleMania, they're gonna have to get through and like this is kind of excruciating to think about. Eighteen hours of raw to go to go. <laughs> it feels like right. one episode is eighteen hours. So, yeah. So they got 18 hours of Raw to go. So with that, with that said, Owens is bound to be doing other things before b- before he gets to Austin. And also, all he has to do is continually take the jibes at Texas. Yeah. Do I think that? Uh, do I think that hometown hometown heat is the best way to build up for the return of Steve Austin? No. I think it's fucking lazy yeah. to turn around and go, oh, Austin's coming back. Because some guy was having a dig at Texas, <laughs> like, that's not how I. That's not how I would envision the return of like Steve Austin being, and 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 a reason for it. But you know that that's what it, that I mean. Undertaker maybe because Undertaker's you know been in and out more regularly. But yeah, I, I think I, I think I think that's creatively bankrupt to do it that way. But that's that's what's happening. As for Undertaker, I don't think he's going to be wrestling on this show now. I think it's going to be a Hall of Fame, and that's it. I think that's why you're doing the whole thing on the on the Friday night. Um, there's going to be less people going in with him, and they're talking about multiple inductors. Um, Kane isn't really that big name that you want to do it, but it is the person Undertaker wants to do it. I and had also, suggestions. I feel that. Go on. I had guesses, and um, I had three. I I thought right away, of course, you think Kane, he could speak, he goes up there. But Foley, I think, would be appropriate. We've seen Kane enough. I thought Foley would be great. And then I said, the wild card for me is how about Vince does it? Because Vince is absolutely in love with him. And that would show something if he went out there. Because he never wants to be acknowledged for anything, never wants to be mentioned, any of that. But... um if anybody, if there was a time that Vince was going to do this for anybody, it is for Undertaker. Here's the thing: um, Vince can't speak, and I can't hear what he says. <laughs> I can't hear what he said. So, he also did it for did it for Steve Austin. I, I feel that it would take away from the time he did it from Austin, and also to, also to add to that, I hear people turning around and going. He should be the only one that in because it's Taker. You know, people talk about him having his whole own. I think when you say that, you're you're looking at the fact that Austin went in in a class and Hogan went in in a class in 2005. Now, I lo- I love Undertaker and Undertaker's a huge name and he's had a and he's had a longer run than all these guys. But you're automatically then turning around and saying, on my Mount Rushmore. The Undertaker is the number one name on my Rushmore because he had the entire night of Hall of Fame for himself. And that makes him single-handedly the greatest WWE superstar of all time. That, to me, is inaccurate because when I make my my Rushmore, I have to really struggle to get Undertaker on it, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's various different ways... I don't think the Undertaker gets on the wrestling rush more, where it's Sean and Brett 
and, and guys like that, right? Yeah. I don't think Undertaker Tom as as a wrestler. Character wise, okay. yeah. So I think it doesn't get on as a money as a money draw. He doesn't get on as the guy because this industry went from Bruno to Hogan to Brett to Austin. Uh, he Brett Michaels, okay, Brett Michaels, um, uh, then to Austin, then to John Cena, right? Mm-hmm. So you would have to go for for money. You would probably and, and you'd probably end up going um, for, for for errors. You would go Bruno Austin. Sorry, Bruno Hogan, Austin Cena, right? Yeah. Then you go back. If you did it on like size, like the size of the superstar, who does everybody know? Well, then you end up going Hogan, Austin, um, John Cena, and The Rock because The yeah. Rock is a massive, wide global star. How does Undertaker get on? How does Undertaker get on your Rushmore's? I don't. He, he should be in everybody's top six, seven, right? Yeah. But how does he get on your Rushmore? Basically, turn around and say, "Look, Undertaker was there for thirty years, right, or, or longer than that. Even he was never ever the number one guy. Not at any point. Even when he was um, getting the belt at WrestleMania 13, the main feud was the the Canada USA thing, and Undertaker's run was in the background. Not at one point was the Undertaker the number one guy. He was always a support player." Yeah, he's Vince McMahon's like guy. He's loyal to the company and everything. He's Mr. WWE, but he ain't Hogan. He ain't Austin. He ain't Rock. He ain't Cena. And therefore, he ain't getting his whole own night in the Hall of Fame. Or he shouldn't do. It would be the wrong thing to do. And I love Undertaker, right? Yeah, the only one who did that was uh, Andre. I think that was before they had an actual like event for it. Though. Pretty much, they just said first inductee is Andre. That was pretty much all that happened there. Yeah. Um, what What did I give you as news earlier? Is there any actual news bits? Like any more news? Bits? No, that's all you had said was the uh, match with Edge uh, was AJ. Um, the fact that you had mentioned AJ was resigned a while ago, and um, Austin was a for sure against Owens, but we just don't know how he's mm-hmm. coming in. So, yeah, it was a yeah, slow um, week. I, I, guess the, I guess the main thing to, like, to, to say here is, and to finish up on, is to basically say that there's a lot of guys in the company right now that don't know what their matches are for Mania because the company don't know what their matches are for Mania. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they've set essentially around the tent poles that they have for the, for the, main, for the main things that they're doing. Which is Becky Ronda, and then you've got uh, sorry Becky Becky Belair, Edge versus um, AJ, and then your main event on night one. Would sorry, let me let me let me think about this night by night. So, I would think on night one you go with Edge and AJ, and then you get Ronda and Charlotte in on that night. But I also think on that night you do the Mysterios versus Logan Paul in the midst. I think that would be a fair way to split that up, putting the celebrity on the Saturday. And then I think when you move over to Sunday, I think that's where you have Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's where you have Bianca and Becky because you split the women up. And that's where you have Roman and Brock. Do you feel that if they do it that way, that that's too unequal? Or do you feel that's two equal nights at the moment? Um, 
I would say it still tilts to Sunday, but I think they will tilt it to Sunday no matter what because it's like when they say this is the main event, but it's not the last match. It's not the main event. So I think Sunday is going to be the day if you have to watch one of them, it's going to be Sunday. So it's going to be heavier for um, – I mean, if you're having Austin and the Brock-Roman match on the same night, that that tilt scales, well, I think, by put, itself to me. You can put everything else on the other one. That well, tilts the scale. What if you trade Brock uh, – what if you trade Austin's return for Logan Paul and The Miz versus the Mysterios? So if you got, you know, Austin – Austin and Ronda on the same night. I I think I think that it's fine. If you have Austin and Owens on night one. See, it's always hard for me to think that because you go Austin is main event. You know, it's like you want to save him and it's a return and all that stuff. But that does balance it out more because you will want to say, I have to see Austin. And so you will watch that night one. Um, and, and they know that and they won't tell you that until very, very late on, because this show needs to sell tickets at this point. Um, we, we, we don't have any of the any of the nights that are more than 50% full at the moment. So um, the, the, the minimum configuration for how that stadium is even going to look, you know, remotely full is going to be 60,000. So, yeah, they're going to need to start, they're going to need to start selling tickets. And a way to do that would be, by not telling you that night two is completely stacked. And and don't give me this women have to main event the first night to be equal. If Austin is on the first night, it, that should be the last match. You're there for Austin. I don't but think anybody is going to see for Ronda. Are you are and I I mean, I got no problem with the women matches. I feel okay, it's all it's all the same to me, the women and the men match, it's fine. Excitement wise, I I don't really don't care that Ronda's facing Charlotte. I mean, does nothing for me. I can't imagine, like, oh, that's main event. Great. Who cares? I Austin has been gone forever, and if he's coming back in a regular match, and this isn't some nonsense street fight with he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt and stuff like that, that's then it's a different story. If it's not a, just got, a match, you got, you, got, you got so much shit for saying that last week. It's like, oh, this guy's thinking about what he's gonna wear. That's my main thing. Is he coming back like Stone Cold Steve Austin wearing normal wrestling attire? If he, We've seen when they came out, you know, and he's in his T-shirt, and he doesn't even have boots on. He got his Asics on. And, and <laughs> it's the little stupid things. It bothers me. So, like, when Michaels came out, and what was it, Foley came out, and they were all dressed ready to wrestle like it was the surprise, and then Austin came out in T-shirt, and <laughs> you know, because they were faking that they were going to wrestle. And I was like, well, there you go with that. You know, so I don't know. If if it's going to be a street fight thing, then sure, no main event. But, I mean, people clamor. It's Austin. Like you said, he's one of the best that's ever been a draw for the business. I, I think he should be uh, main eventing if it is going to be a regular match and it is night one. He can main event that side and carry night one. Uh, I, I don't feel like that they're, they're done in terms of trying to pull people out because Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins was supposed to be, they're saying Seth Rollins was supposed to be working with Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, I understand it was supposed to be working with, with Austin Theory. Um, Seth Rollins is a guy who needs a big opponent. Let's not forget last year, 
this guy did everything he could to put over a guy who left the company today in Cesaro. So that, that you know, that they, they owe it to Rollins to find something for him, especially if they want to go back to Roman and Rollins afterwards, because once Roman is the double champion, and that's not going to be the unified champion, by the way, it's going to be the double champion. Yeah, They're going to need to like find to wrestle against him. And if everybody in this mania card is in a shit spot, like Drew McIntyre against Baron Corbin or, Seth Rollins, you know, doing nothing against nobody, um, then then it's going to be very difficult once again once you come out of Mania and then that, you know, Roman's walking around as the double champ yeah. and we know The Rock's coming in Hollywood and, like, you know he's not going to lose. And it's not even remotely believable. I mean, the only thing that you can even remotely believe is that somebody's going to beat Roman and then lose it back at some point in the year because it's just so unfeasible that... They're going to line up a whole string of opponents and let this guy run through another year, given the fact that you not be, not that it's unfeasible because it shouldn't happen, because it happened with, with Punk and Brock and Hulk Hogan. They all had long reigns. But at the moment, it's unfeasible because these opponents are in such a bad position. Let's look. I mean, McIntyre's your strongest guy. Yeah. And, like, if McIntyre's facing Roman like a month after WrestleMania, there's no way that he's... And I say that as, like, friends with a guy like dude like they fucked your character up with the sword and the and, and being with corbin and madcap and losing to Big E in saudi and all of the things that they did it's like you we don't you're not protected enough to be roman like and that's not just a, that's just not for him we know that seth rollins they the royal rumble just setting up for a rematch that he can lose so that and that's your two that's two top top guys like, how am I supposed to believe that anybody else is going to win? I didn't even believe that Goldberg had any chance of winning. So this is a this is a big issue they're going to have to address coming out. But as far as Mania goes, I'm sure they're going to continue to, like, make phone calls and try and pull people out of the bag. Because otherwise, like, you know, this card's going to be pretty weak when you're going to be doing matches that you can normally see on SmackDown. It's the thing with too much TV, you you don't uh, hunger for it anymore, and they've blown their wad too many times too. So, want me to close this pig down? Are we through? Yeah, we're through. Um, just two things I'll say. I'll say at the end, and I'll talk about them more next week because uh, I don't have any more info. Uh, Cody's coming to WWE, and Jeff is coming to AW. And I and I already said both of these things already. Um, with remember, I remember I said that Keith Lee and Jeff Hardy were coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's in and one's coming in at the end of the ninety days. And then with um, with Cody Rhodes, like that, they, there's a lot of stuff out there going. Oh, it's a swerve! It's a swerve! It's not a swerve. Um, he's just not on the same page as as any of the other guys in the company. We'll talk about it more at length next week because I think next week we might be previewing the Revolution pay per view, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got so AEW we'll stuff. More, yeah. Yeah, so we'll do more interview next week. We'll just so we will be out of here. We will be here next week for everybody, and hopefully, um, Billy gets that dial-up working even better for you guys to see his pretty face uh, instead of Max Hedrum over here. Oh, wait till you see it, my friend. Wait till you see you. We could hear you. We could hear you fine. (laughs) So uh, yeah, you're gonna have to watch. Uh, we'll be back next week. You could check out Billy. Uh, holler at him. He is at K100Informer on Twitter and at LockBetting.com. You want to go to for all of his gambling tips. Um, and as I said, I'm at Lingus Mafia. And Billy, before I go, 
I wanted to uh, say something and show you something, right? Right before we leave, and we're not going to keep it on. I got. Yes. Real quickly. I got to go, so. Real quickly. Finished Karate Kid. We'll talk about that. Cobra Kai. It's completely finished now. And look what I got in the mail yesterday, Billy. Look what I got in the fucking mail. What could that be? My turnbuckle. Guys. Your damn turnbuckle finally. My turn God damn it. <laughs> December 12th, it was right, mailed out. Uh, it got to me yesterday. I'll PayPal you the money to send it back. Okay. All right. No problem. All right, everybody. We'll see All you right. next week. Later.